cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the door. It's a hopeless soul, with Aaron and Rohit, whoa. It's a hopeless soul, with Aaron and Rohit, whoa. Well, will you look at that? It's episode 38 of The Hopeless Show. What's up, Aaron? Man. Dude. <laughs> wow. I guess apparently Aaron's tripping balls right now. Yeah. This is the acid episode. No, I'm good. I'm good. I didn't, I'm not doing acid right now. Uh, that was... Uh, an hour ago so i'm like having flashbacks <laughs> but uh i'm doing you know you know doing well doing uh doing well and and i also think when everyone says how you doing oh doing well how you doing doing well i think every time people say that it's bullshit oh, like yeah. no one is actually just doing well like at, at what point in your life are you just like i'm just doing well or like how you doing good when are you just doing good no there's always good shit and bad shit so i think whenever someone says how are you doing it's like we can eliminate that and think of how many seconds of our life we waste by asking people how they're doing then them giving the bullshit response then repeating it then us giving the bullshit response i mean days of our life are wasted just doing those pointless intros you know what we're going to disagree on a lot of this episode but i think we find much common ground in the idea of small talk and honestly if like I care how you're doing, but if it's a random stranger, someone I'm not totally like super tight with and they're like, what's up? I don't want to tell them what's up. And it's like, it's just a strange formality, which is why I prefer yo to what's up or hey to what's up uh, or how you doing. If you don't ask questions and you just make it a quick yo, 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 then it's actually, it saves everybody the heartache of having to go through the formalities of that because I don't care to tell people how my how I'm doing, how I'm really doing, and they don't care to hear it. I don't want to hear it from other people. Um, but I, no. I think, yeah, it's like you ever see that meme um, where like um, it's like this big futuristic city, and it's like I think if people stop uh, asking, you know, how people are doing without actually wanting it, we're gonna hit that sort of futuristic um, city, um, and we're gonna oh, go we need to that. It. Yes, yes, we really need that. Like even, and I'm guilty of it because I always say, my man. Like, like I, I go buy like a beer at the quickie mart and then I'll check out, I'll pay. How you doing, dude? You know, I do all of those parts and then I do the goodbye bullshit. So then I say, like when I'm grabbing the beer, I then say, my man, thank you. Is that person really my man? I'm not, it's, no, like I'm not it's, in a relationship. I'm not gay. So he's not my man, like in that regard. And he's like, I mean, I appreciate what he did, but is he really like my man? I should just say like, no. thank you, person who just gave me beer. Sometimes the world can be too friendly, Aaron. And I think we need to put a stop to that. We need to. And uh, that's where I think we just got to jump into news from the quarantine. Yes. Uh, we've got to go right into news from the quarantine because, well, one big thing happened and then I have a personal thing. And then you're going to see this episode is going to get feisty. Bring it. So you want to bring up that first uh, big news from the quarantine? Yeah. So something that um, 
is, I believe, unprecedented in history. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, in U.S. history, but um, d- yeah, we have a president that's been impeached for the second time. The House of Representatives voted unanimously on the Democratic side, and ten Republicans swinging over to vote to impeach President Donald J. Trump for the second time in his four-year presidential term. Swingers big, big are names. up in the air. Swingers, swingers are so mad right now at those ten Republicans because they thought they owned the concept of swinging, like swinging both ways, or your swingers, you share partners, and now you have these ten Republicans who are doing it. They're like swinging from the right yeah. to the left. They're just appropriating like, swinging. Yeah, yeah, it's it's unfair to swingers everywhere, but it was it was cool. I think uh, everyone knows about it. It's been. Uh, on the news, it is. It's uh, four presidents have been impeached uh, in the history of the country. Half of them are named Donald Trump. So think about that. Four presidents have been impeached in the history of the country. Half of them are named Donald Trump, and of the other half, one of the two other people did it because he lied about getting oral sex. And then there's one other one who I forget. It's not Nixon. He didn't. He resigned. He never got impeached. Um, yeah. I'd say so one of them was more than just lying about oral sex. Actually, it was, it was quite an, you know, it was an abuse of power and, or. Yeah. You know, all and, that stuff too. But I yeah. like the, I like simplifying it to that just sure, for the sake sure. of it being funnier sounding. Yes. 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 Of course he did. But, but when you compare what he did, which was bad, to what Trump's done, which is like try to destroy the country multiple yes. times. And that's very bad. That's very bad. Uh, I mean, like two wrongs don't make a right. Three wrongs. Well, two of the wrongs can be of bigger magnitude. That's how the phrase goes. So uh, I don't know. I mean, we're going to get into so much about this. I think everyone knows the gist of what happened at the Capitol. And the gist of what that he got impeached again. If you don't know, um, like stop reading Harry Potter for the twentieth time and turn on the news for a second, because it's like pretty big deal. See, I told you I'm feisty today. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna actually you know in this episode, you know, as Aaron's bringing up, I think whereas last week we really spent it talking about the attack on uh, the Capitol building. On January sixth, we're gonna spend this episode really talking about the fallout of it and debating some topics um, that are directly related to the second impeachment, um, directly related to um, you know what has happened online as a result, um, and just some some of that. We're also gonna cover Aaron, um, one of our shared favorite people in politics. Um, we're gonna hit that in Hope in sixty. We're gonna talk about oh, some yeah. hopeless TV, um, and uh, and then just some football and uh, hope fulfilled towards the end of the show. So I think it's gonna be a power pack show. Um, and hopefully that you, you listeners out there still love both of us equally at the end of this episode or less. I feel like you might be loved more by the end of this, but can I just vent again? This is news sure. from the quarantine for me and I'm pissed. So this happened earlier. I am at an undisclosed location on the East coast right now. Um, and I'm going up into my building, walking from the car to the building, which is about a hundred feet, 100 feet. 
and I'm on the phone and my mask is in my left hand. It's a, I'm in a smaller town, so there's not a lot of people. And from about 40 feet down the road, I hear a woman start screaming at me. You know where you are out here. We don't tolerate people without masks. You better go back into your, I think she thought I was a student or college student or something. Cause she like was just talking to me in this really demeaning way. And where I'm staying is a college uh, area. So um, she just started screaming, you asshole, you look what you're doing. Look at, you're going to cause the virus to spread all. And she just started going at me. And so I had to mute my phone with the work conversation I was on at the time, just to go back at her and say, ma'am, I was walking 50 feet from my car here. My mask is in my hand. I'm on the phone. You're 40 feet away from me. Walk around me, you asshole. And then I decided, and then I said, you're a liberal Karen <laughs> because like I'm all for Matt. And I said, I'm on your side. I agree. Wear masks and stuff. It's 50 feet. There's zero people within any distance of us. And I'm going from my car to the door and you're 40 feet away. Chill out, liberal Karen. And, and then I start, I start saying that and she just walked away huffing and puffing, screaming more. And it was like, just like there are lots of right wing Karens who say terrible things and do things. I think there are liberal Karens who just can be complete jerks for no reason, just because they're mad. And this woman, uh, I wanted her to like walk into a pole. <laughs> or like a rake. And then just goes. Yeah. Boom. Step on uh, a rake. Like yeah. do like Krusty the clown in the Simpsons. Yeah. You know, the usual. Uh, rakes no, just lying on the, yeah. The rakes usually just like lying on the ground around uh, 14th street. You know, as that always happens. Um, and you need yeah. square. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Karen's are omnipresent across the spectrum. Not only of the political spectrum, I think, but of the, uh, I think, the galactical spectrum. I think there's probably other civilizations living on other planets that have their own Karens that oh, are yeah. dealing with them as well. So um, we are united um, in our distaste of the Karen creature. Um, yes. Just chill out, everyone. Like, yeah. like most people don't mean harm. And especially if you're just trying to get into a building, chill out. And, yeah. and I by also the way, then... dudes can be Karens, too. Oh let's yeah, just, chads. Just, yeah, yeah. Chads. No, chads are different. Um, it's 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 chads are more <laughs> sort of alpha, um, in one way or another. Whereas I think it's Kevin's, I believe, are the Karen equivalent. Um, but oftentimes that had that that term hasn't taken off. So I I do firmly believe that we can still group men under the four the the Karen, um, uh, grouping, um, under the genus, um. And then there's the phylum and species can vary depending on where you are. And then, and then you can't say Karen without also saying Aaron, which I just realized, which, yeah. which means that I'm like a permanent Karen. So shit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> all right. Topic one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why don't you kick it off with your good old buddy that you'd like to talk about? I told you I'm feisty today. So there's, I'm going to get mad again. Uh, so we on this show had this guest named Lucas Miles, who's a TV right wing pastor guy. And he said so many things that I think we all disagreed with in big ways. Uh, uh, Rowan, I believe you disagreed with. I mean, it was just it was that manipulative past 
pastoral. And my grandfather was a rabbi who was all about bringing cultures and views of all kinds together. And Lucas seemed like the opposite of that. It was his view or the highway. And you can go listen in the whatever episode it was. And, uh, and a lot of like, just very like manipulative with the Bible uh, views that it was, it was a way to make it so that he would really, it just seemed like he was up, he was looking for money and fame. And so, but we're friends on Facebook. I don't like to uh, get rid of people or anything like that. Then I found out in our show, he talked about a book that is coming out that he wrote. We didn't want to give the name yet. Didn't want to give the name yet, Rohit. Can I tell you what the name of the book is? Tell me. The Christian Left, How Liberal Thought Has Hijacked the Church. Oof. And the, the things that he's been writing of late have been, I've, I'm reading them and I'm thinking, you're part of the reason this whole storming of the Capitol stuff happens. You're the type of person who gets people who follow you so riled up about people who aren't you, not people who are right or left, conservative or Democrat, people who aren't you. That some of them went from places like he's from Indiana and stormed the Capitol. And, and that title alone, you call yourself a pastor and a religious leader who wants unity and faith, and then you name a book that, which is basically alienating everyone who's not you. Uh, it really pissed me off. And then on his Facebook, he got an endorsement from, are you ready for who? A really, a, a hero of our times in the opposite way, Governor Mike Ooh. Huckabee. Oh, I forgot about that dude. Yeah, he sucked then and he sucks now. Like he's never not sucked. He's always been terrible. He was the governor of Arkansas, ran for president, he won, I believe he won in the, I want to sound intelligent. So I think it was the Iowa primary in 2008 against when uh, it was uh, McCain. I think he won, he won Iowa and then lost everything else, but he won, I think that primary and he sucked and he's always sucked. So this Lucas Miles, I just think everything he represents and making a book called that right now and to put it out right now, talk about lighting flame to the fire with bullshit. It just, and I would love to have him back on the show and have him explain myself and be a little bit more uh, forceful in my thoughts about some of what he said, because it was, it's so, uh, and then Mike Huckabee's review of it was just also appalling. I'll, I'll spare you words. Um, but you know, Marxist, communist, you name it. So, uh, yeah, I guess just give me hope on like people like that, that we've had on the show that just infuriate me. Well, I, I appreciate that we have people like Lucas miles on the show because I think it helps to have a sort of a varying of, you know, varying amount of viewpoints because I don't think anybody's actually pure evil even though I've said it many times about many people, I don't think there's like <laughs> true pure evil. I think that there is just people that are super fanatical and can be really misguided. And even if you we're never going to get them to, you know, we're never going to like 
fix or, or get anybody to our side just by debating them with them. But people are like a cruise ship, right? And if you just move them an inch to the right or to the left, whichever direction, move an inch in a different direction, mm-hmm. over the course of time, that ship That's will sail in a far different direction than it would, you know, um, you know, it's, 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 it's like doing a little steer can have a long-term result. So I think that maybe, you know, that, that, that's the good part about having open debate and we're going to get to that in our debate. So we, I guess we can jump into it. It's still, it just, I think that, uh, that he's an imposter and a fraud and to do this stuff, you're not trying to, you're not a pastor. You can be a, one of those, you know, you can be a Lou Dobbs or a, I don't know why I said him, but, uh, you can be a, what's his name? Who's about to die. Who sucks. Uh, the Rush Limbaugh. You can be a Rush Limbaugh and just try to, you know, spark controversy. But if you're a pastor, if you actually stand for religious values, and then this is the type of shit you put out, I'm sorry. Like, that's not what what I was raised to think that leaders of faith are supposed to be like. Uh, I that's propaganda agree. opinion right there. No, I'm with you, man. It's I think there's a great uh, a great majority of people that are for profit churches and that are leading big religious groups that are then preaching hate and against what they're talking about. Those are I don't think those are those are the people that literally Jesus warned you about false prophets. So false prophets and based on what happened, this book comes out. People from Indiana might be some blood on your hands. Might have to clean those hands. Yep. Okay, let's get yep. into the let's get into the next section. Woo! All right, the debates. This is this is the meat and potatoes of this episode. Um, and if we you're two vegan, topics. it's it's vegan meat. Don't worry. Yeah, this is this is the Beyond Meat um, and Potatoes. Of, <laughs> um, yeah. So um, we got two topics here, um, and how do you want to start, Aaron? Should we go for your big one? Okay, let's go with the big one. The big one is free speech. And I think the topic we are going to debate, Aaron, is should Parler have been taken down in the way it was? And I want to open up this debate, actually, because my, I think I'm going to, I am approaching it as no. And before we get into it, are you aligned or are you feeling that it was the right thing for that to be removed from the public's view. I think it 1000% was the right thing to do. Great. Then let's talk. So, all right, I'd like to start this debate by actually just listing out things that you and I agree on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Into this debate. Okay. Um, uh, I don't think Nazis are people. Do you agree? Yeah, there's some other species that doesn't. Yeah, they're really. they're they're subhuman. They're, I I also feel the same way about communists. They are also not people. Um, and um, I I agree to a point. Uh, I think that the word communist has gotten totally skewed out of proportion with what a real communist is versus what some people in in America are saying a communist is. So uh, the the word has become a problem right now. Uh, in my I opinion, think you can yeah you can say the exact same thing about the word Nazi. Um, Probably, kind of. I don't know if you fall into any category where you, where you are hating Jews and want Jews to die, or want a a race to die. Yeah, you're a Nazi. Yeah, but I think if if someone voted for a president that that has some fucking problematic other supporters, I don't think that necessarily makes them a Nazi, which I think has been kind of the rhetoric. I still don't support them. So, but I hate. I think those are all subhuman creatures anyway. Um, 
do I hate Democrats? And do I hate Republicans? I pro- you probably agree that I hate them both, right? Yeah, you hate. Every- I mean, most yeah. you don't hate me, which is cool. But I like- love you. Yeah, you're like one of my closest friends. Um, I also do. We agree that Stop the Steal was bullshit. Stop the Steal was complete and utter yep. propaganda bullshit. Okay, so we're aligned there. Um, I I feel that Trump should be impeached. Do you agree? Yes. Good. Or okay. no? I, what are you uh, supposed to say? I. I yes. Can I get I, an I that the police officers during the Capitol riots underreacted because the protesters were white, older, and Blue Lives Matter? Do we are we aligned there? I yes. Okay. Um, and do we also agree now? Now we're getting into it that social media can influence an election. I yes. Okay. We are aligned. Now here is where it gets to it. Um, I am okay with. Twitter choosing to deplatform whoever they want, whoever they want. Um, and I do believe those rules have been selectively enforced. I do believe actually they, the reason that the, the tweet that they uh, kicked Donald Trump off for was not the most egregious. And I don't think it was inciting violence because all he literally said is I'm not going to show up. I'm not going to be there at the, at the swearing in. And he was just being a little tool, but I don't think that that, that can be interpreted as meaning violence, but I don't think that that is actually saying violence. What I, what I, what I, and this is going to be to get to the start of how I'm going to get to parlor. Um, Twitter can choose absolutely to do whatever the hell it wants. Um, what I find hypocritical is that it still allows people like Vladimir Putin, who literally has prosecuted gay people in his country, has literally put out hits on public, you know, people like Alexei Navalny. You have, I think that the, 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 Twitter choosing to ban Trump because of that tweet, I felt it felt very hypocritical, especially when they allow so much hate on there. Right now, you can just there's so many tweets just about people wanting to kill cops. There's so many tweets about people wanting to kill the president that are still alive, and those tweet those accounts are still allowed. Those are inciting violence. So I think that there's a double standard, but I don't care about that as much. If they want to ban Trump, honestly, they can fucking ban him. So what I do have a lot of concern about, yeah. and actually. Angela Merkel uh, voiced in, 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 you know, also saying the same thing. And I think, you know, Elon Musk, a lot of people, Glenn Greenwald have all said it's really problematic when there is a systematic deplatforming, not only of an individual, but of, of an entire, you know, half the country that wants to have a voice right now, parlor. So parlor came about because people said, Hey, listen, if, if you don't like Twitter's rules and you don't like how Twitter is kicking your conservative voices off, go make your own platform. And as much as people kicked and screamed, Twitter has the fucking right to say that. So they then and went and made their own platform. And that platform, Parler, was about where they're not going to have any restrictions on speech. You can say whatever you want, but you have to enter your real name. And But you could say anything. And so they did make their own platform. But... What happened was when Trump got banned, all of a sudden you had Google and Apple pulling them off their stores. You had Amazon Web Services literally removing their hosting. You had any sort of financial accounts refusing to take money from Parler. And all of a sudden you've deplatformed them. For what? And I think that there is there's a big, big problem with that. But I, I think, and I have you know a lot more points we'll talk about that, but I just want you to react to that before we dig a little bit deeper into this debate. So I have a direct thought because a lot has come up about free speech, about the First Amendment. 
right? Mm-hmm. A lot has come up about that in this last bit of time. In the First Amendment, there is also a piece that says there is a provision here. It's free speech, but if you yell fire, so this, because remember, the First Amendment was written well before there was Twitter. I know it's hard to imagine, but it was, it was written before Twitter. Uh, I, think, I think Ben Franklin had a burner account. It was like called Benji Frank. But this was an old amendment. But they said if you stand on, on a curb or uh, in a building and yell fire, that's not free speech. That's inciting fear or inciting violence or inciting terror. You, or like you sell, yell fire like open fire. You know, multiple ways you can use your speech and it becomes a violent way or a, fear, a scare tactic. And that is not allowed in this country. And I believe what happened, and it's been proven. I mean, the the uh, the FBI is on it and has said that this raid of the Capitol was uh, came about with chat rooms or with chats in parlor. That's where people gathered to make this happen. That was their main platform. And if you're the main platform yelling fire and you don't do anything about it, and they didn't say they were going to do a single thing about it, then what do you have to do to the person who yells fire according to our Constitution, according to the First Amendment? They can go to jail. So in this case, that platform, Parler, is right now in jail because they were the platform that allowed this speech to happen. So and if, that speech if so, is illegal. So if, let's say, two crazy people, like the crazy people in Parler, we're planning an attack over the phone. Should AT&T be shut down? No. How is that any different than Parler? That's a conversation between two people. That's not a broadcast of speech. Like, but we can platform- have, you and I, if we wanted to, like we just said, we hate communists, we hate Nazis. But if we wanted to sit in a room and have a conversation about those topics in a way that is completely against everything we believe in. We are allowed to do that. Free, it says nothing about uh, communication between two people. Uh, also, the but in, but, but in, an, yeah, in a public platform, in a public manner, uh, and also all of these companies are private too. So they can choose if they want a platform that has, that's promoting uh, hate speech and promoting actions forget the speech promoting actions that are that result in death and violence and a storming of the capital these private companies can choose to ban it that is very different than two people i'm going back into in time than two people sitting on a corner having a hateful conversation you can't do anything about it because you can't hear it but once you're broadcasting the free speech to the world which is what uh parlor is doing then uh, to me, Parler became the equivalent of the Nazis having a platform. Does, but does nobody was forced to go to Parler? Nobody was forced to look at what they were they were tweeting or or parlering. I don't know what the fuck these losers on that platform do. Um, <laughs> but no. So sh- if, if then if two people were then having this co- same conversation in a coffee shop, should that coffee shop be shut down? No, because it's two people that we don't know. Like, it's what not if they broadcast. can be overheard? Now, what I do think. If that conversation was recorded and then broadcast on a platform, 
and that platform didn't take it down, yes, that's a problem. But if two people having a conversation about anything, anywhere, as long as those two people are okay with it, that's very different. A interpersonal communication of speech is very different than free speech, meaning speech out loud to the world. Free okay, speech. So then, if we okay, then I, I then if we were to go down that route, should Twitter be shut down? Because Twitter has, you know, recently they uh, the Chinese U.S. Chinese U.S. Embassy put out a tweet about the women in concentration camps in. Uh, you know, the, you know, as, as they have concentration camps with that, they're literally genociding the Uyghur Muslim population there. And they put out a tweet that studies show that in the process of eradicating extremism, the minds of Uyghur women in Xinjiang were emancipated and gender equality and reproductive health are promoted, making them no longer baby making machines. They're more confident, independent. They're literally talking about their prisoners in their concentration camps that are women feeling more empowered. Right. That's that was forced to take down the fact okay, that Arab Spring happened on Twitter. Okay, and then so, but did Facebook, they do something about it? So it goes up. They and took did it down. They but, ban, but, and but, did they but, ban the person? But why? But if no, they didn't ban it. It's still there. And Vladimir Putin, the the tweet is down, but the AU at the Chinese U.S. Embassy account is still up. Right? The Arab Spring happened on there. Right? There's so many clerics that are preaching anti-Jewish, like anti-Semitic stuff that are still having accounts on Twitter. Oh, why? I know. I get them. Why is Twitter allowed? to still have its platform? Should there not be some consistency? Why is that hate okay? And why is the hate on another platform where they said, okay, they made their own platform. And I do not agree with anything that these people on Parler are saying. I don't agree with shit. But what I'm talking about is, because I'm a free speech extremist, as we know. And I think, and so why is it that that platform, those ridiculous people, why are they being shut down when these other ridiculous people and the platform Twitter, which is hosting, and I love Twitter, why is Twitter allowed to continue? So it, it, you're right. It, I think it is a work in progress on that front. Parler was made to, like to, for a, one type of person and really to invoke and incite anger, extremism, and violence. The violence part we found out about most recently, even though it's been happening for a number for many months now. Um, so, in that case, it's like it's like a platform, and because I know because our buddy from if you listen to this show from previous episodes who went at me, Dan Bongino was like the parlor leader, and that sure. guy has just all he's done is he's wanted violence, he's wanted to fight, he, all that crap is what he talks about, and Twitter. Um, and Jack Dorsey, the CEO, is have they been behind on the eight ball in what in what has been happening over the last uh, number of months? Yes. Are they doing something about it? Yes. And also, there are levels, I think, to everything. There's nothing is black and white. Parler was made for it's like the Nazis making a site to make more Nazis. And they're not and that, people. That's where said. I'm gonna. And that's where we disagree with you. Like I said, I disagree with whatever is 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 you know the, the point of view of the people that started Parler, but they started that website because you couldn't have these right or alt right points of view on these other platforms because they were shut down. So they, they everyone told them to make true. their own platform. That's just not so true. So they did. Parler's been around for a while. It wasn't. It's been around what like a year or so. Yeah, and the, but, these and accounts weren't getting shut down in this manner. Until this capital happened, the capital riot happened. That's when accounts started the, really getting suspended. 
No, the and, reason part, I mean, conservative voices, the ones I don't agree with, have been getting systematically shut down by Twitter, which they have every single right to do that. They've been getting shut, they've been getting shut the down on Twitter. Week, so in the started, last week or 10 days. No, it's way been longer way more. than that. But then why is like Charlie Kirk or Ben Shapiro or uh, Dan Bongino, Dan Bongino only got shut down. And that guy is a massive, massive evil man, a bad person, a bad human. And he only got shut down, even though he has been tweeting vulgar things, including to myself, for his entire Twitter existence, inciting things. Uh, I call it radicalizing. These leaders who radicalize. Once you're someone who is a cult leader who is radicalizing people, you need to be shut down. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up. You literally just naturally transitioned into the next topic, the next point I was trying to make. Radicalization. What you know when people are radicalized, it means they're not exposed to other thoughts. Okay, they're not exposed to opposing viewpoints where they can then sort of find you know a way to discuss and sort of have an understanding and empathizing, a potential empathizing of the other side of thought. Now, what happens is when you force one group of people, even the, like like I said, I hate right extremists and I hate left extremists. I hate them with my deepest passion equally. But when you separate them and you force one group into its own internet, then you remove that. And then they have to make their own spaces where we can no longer see that. We can no longer monitor it. You know what the best thing that, about Parler, and I was I think the Parler was like one of the most amazing and wonderful things, was when all the fucking idiots that stormed the, the, the Capitol building started bragging on Parler about what their crimes were and attaching it to their names in hopes that Donald Trump would see that post and pardon them. And it was such a troll effort by other people getting them to admit their crimes. That was the most amazing thing. They were like, here, this is me admitting to my crime. This is my name. And once, like, and I thought that was one of the most beautiful, amazing things, and I loved it so much. We now even take away the chance to monitor what these freaks are saying. Okay. Now, once you start removing that and you put them into the dark web, we can't see it anymore. And guess what? That's when they then find each other. That's when they radicalize. They're not exposed to other thought. They're only festering in their all rightness. And that's actually how you create more Nazis. When you actually create the division, you do not allow a discussion of thought and you do not allow a public space for people to debate. I remember college, college used to be about debating thought. And there was like, there was a whole wonderful world of debate and debate is no longer allowed, it seems. And the idea of sharing thoughts and the idea of, of demon the left and demonizing the right, which I am doing because I hate those extremes. But the fact that we feel that one entire side is horrible and they're all Nazis. So therefore, let's deplatform the hell out of them. Guess what? This radicalizes them and this they will then get angrier and more of this shit will happen because we feel that there needs to be some sort of decency of speech. I personally think that radicalization is the inevitable outcome of the deplatforming of right voices. And like I said, I don't, I hate that. I keep having to repeat this. I am not a right wing person. I'm not a left wing person. I just, I just, I'm a free speech absolutist. And I think this is the most dangerous thing and sets a dangerous precedent. And the fact that Angela Merkel, Angela Merkel has said the exact same thing. The fact that so many leaders and so many people that, that, that are thought leaders from both the left and right, like Glenn, Re Glenn Reinwald and you know, they, they are just like saying, this is a big problem. The freaking, you know, the leaders in France, which is a really liberal country, all saying this is a big issue. And I think that this, we are right now just so caught up in a moment that we are losing, like the, we're just ripping the fabric apart and we're actually letting big tech and corporate corporations choose that. And we're capital corporations are creating this radicalization. Um, I think there's gray area always. I think some of your sure. points, I'm not going to discount some of what you said, 
I'm going to discount other parts of what you said, but not some, not some of it because you know overall, like in a in a perfect world, in in Rohit and Aaron's perfect world, where we're just off to see the wizard in the Emerald City. Great, what you just said, fantastic. When we're inching toward a Nazi Germany, and it almost happened, like. FBI has come out. These people wanted to kill the. They wanted to kill Pence, Pelosi, and uh, others. Um, you got to do something about it. Just like you had to do something in World War Two. You have to do something about it, or it's going to be further. It's going to go further. And I'm going to challenge you. This is where there's gray. I do not think this is radicalizing people. I think people have been radicalized and are be, have been uh, the radicalization started in like 2015 when Trump started to promote his jargon and it really started in when he started doing the Obama not being born here thing the birther birther gate uh, yep. that was the beginning and when people started buying that buying into that because of racist motives that was the start of of the maga cult of him becoming like a david duke or one of these famous cult leaders, except to a massive degree. Now, I will also say of the 70 something million people who voted for him, many of them, one, have jumped trains since November, or two, don't really don't agree with his rhetoric since then. So I think that the radicalized people is a small fraction of that 70 something million people. But the people who have been radicalized, that he is radicalized to be on this train that no one else is on for the most part, except for a few of his cronies and cowards in the Capitol. Uh, there's a point when you need to silence them because they've had a voice for five, six years that has led to where we're at now. And if, if you keep letting it happen, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. Not that it's going to get better right away, but you need at some point the mob keeps coming you need to try to stop it. And these platforms and Twitter is at fault too, because Twitter's given him a voice to spout bullshit for years, spout lies and bullshit and propaganda. It's like if David, if cult leader David Duke had a Twitter account that millions and millions of people saw every year and some people bought into, um, that would be a big problem. And that's where we, there needs to be some sort of, you can't have, um, someone who has that many followers yelling fire constantly every day, 20 times a day, 40 times a day and put up with it. At some point there has to be a stop. And the stop was what happened in the Capitol, which was partly an inside job, according to uh, the FBI, which was a breach where they didn't have the protection they had, where some of the, some of the radicalized people were in the Capitol were Capitol police. I mean, we were on the brink right there. We were inches from. Sure, but that's from, that's counterterrorism. But is it is this this is is instituting an entire new wave of censorship? Like, who determines what is? Do you think it would inciting? be cool if ISIS had a platform? Had a, they do? They literally do. The Arab Spring. ISIS can literally tweet on an app that you can get on Apple. There's literally, there's literally Islamic State Twitter accounts. Is it ISIS? Do they say we're ISIS and we're out to kill? Let me pull up the exact ones. There's, there's, okay, let's see. There is an 
official, let's see, Islamic State. Let me just, I'm actually pulling up all the, the Twitter accounts from that are ISIS related and Boko Haram. Like there are literally militant hate groups. And they're saying, like, we're going to go carry out this uh, attack and uh, you should. Claim, ISIS, ISIS has claimed accountability for so many attacks on Twitter. On Twitter, so, I'm saying, are they saying, like all these people that got banned were saying, go fight, go storm the Capitol, go basically kill people, go cause, go have an insurrection. <laughs> that sounded like I said, go have an erection. That would be funny if they just all stormed the Capitol with erections. But are they doing that? Because it's one thing to um, have a voice. It's another thing to be saying you're going to, you're, it's another thing to scream fire. And I think there's a big distinction, difference. Distinction. Yeah, what I'm saying though is there is, you have horrible, horrible people. I just, if Twitter is going to enforce their rules, I hope they enforce it for all the bad people, not just some of the bad people. And if they are forcing these voices off of these public platforms, then and these other platforms, they should be able to allow to create their speech. And here's the thing, it all boils down to this. I do not stand for racism. I don't stand for any of this. But we have to fight bad speech with better speech. It's not working. It didn't work. It didn't work. We haven't look what tried ha- better speech. Look what happened. Literally- look what happened. What they once you've been radicalized, just like in with ISIS, once you've been radicalized to a point where you, as these people are saying, they will go die for Trump. They will go do anything to do for Trump, for their cult leader Trump, no matter what, including his, they, their number one, their number one person, which was all over parlor, was they wanted to, I believe, hang Mike Pence. Sure. And, yeah. And this is all horrible, but they, that, I think. And they tried. The right. Right now you have corporate big corporations, right? Corporations are more, Twitter is more powerful than the U.S. government in terms of voice. Facebook is more powerful than the U.S. government. Everybody over the last four years was saying Russia influenced the election by buying some Facebook ads, right? That they, they said that was strong enough to influence an election. Now what happens when you have big giant social media corporations that then dictate what can and can't be said? What happens when those corporations are allowing the speech that you don't like and banning the speech you do like. What if those corporations banned Black Lives Matter? What if those corporations banned all these other thoughts and they allowed Trump and Pence to, to get away with their... But then we wouldn't be America. Then we wouldn't be America. But that's, of course not, but why? But but then everybody would be saying... Black Lives oh, Matter is, is standing for people that, for racial justice. Uh, of Donald course, Trump and but, what his rhetoric was, was... I lost the election, but I want to be a demagogue dictator and I want but you to kill you everyone see, else. But do you not see a but do you not see a problem with big corporations being the barometer of morality and deciding what the agenda is, what the conversational agenda is and who and who can't speak? Who says who owns the morality there? Why should corporations literally own American conversation and dictate it? I would agree with you except for what's happening now. Sure. And I think what's what's happening happening now, now, this has to happen. If it doesn't happen, uh, it's just going to further, uh, there's going to be problems regardless. There are going to, there's going to be more violent acts. There's going to be problems. This demagogue dictator guy, Trump is going to continue because he liked it. They said he loved it. He loved watching it. 
So this is going to still happen, but they ha there's a point when you have to do something once things get too extreme. And this was, uh, this was that turning point when I just have to strongly disagree, think that every, we as a country, whether when you're a private entity, especially when you're a privately held, like at Disneyland, at Disneyland, you're not allowed to enter Disneyland if you have some form of hate speech on your body. You're not allowed to get sure. in. And yeah. that's a private company that's allowed to do that. So sure. these companies are not allowing people who could incite violence or um, riots or takeovers of government if uh, they're they're not allowing it. And but I would say Disneyland is no, I'd say the tw Twitter is much closer to a public utility and like a phone service than they are to Disneyland. You don't pay to get on Twitter. Uh, you know, the news happens on there, the world, and like we can't deny the discussion happened there. And I will admit, you and I and the rest of this country is lucky that right now the corporations I think are on the side of good. We really are. But what happens when they're not? How much power are we giving to these corporations? How much power are we giving them to dictate? We're so fortunate right now that Black Lives Matter was allowed. But what happens when you have malevolent corporations? And this, I always evaluate technology on what happens when it's in the worst hands. And right now, I don't trust Mark Zuckerberg. I don't trust these people. We're lucky because right now, the speech that we think is dangerous, which probably is, is being taken off. But right now, what happens when that slipped? And I think that is the biggest crux. And we are opening up the door for really, really bad shit that corporations can determine the conversation. So maybe can we end with this? Yes. Because what you just said, I think you just answered your own debate because you kept saying what if and thank goodness that what if isn't happening that america still is on the right side of good and you're right if it turned if donald trump had won and then everything would have been shut down in the opposite way and we wouldn't have been a country anymore that would have been bad and i wouldn't be living here anymore but that didn't happen. Thank goodness we have right now, as of now, that what if has not happened. And I just hope that that what if continues to not happen because, and we're not even close because everyone is staying on the right side of good on a, on a macro level. So uh, as long as we stay there and as long as we uh, keep that, those basic moral values intact, um, then the I hope my 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 hope and vision for these next four years is that um, so many of these people go back into hiding. Some get stop being radicalized because their lives are better and they just go back into their wherever they're from. And that's my hope. What will it happen? I mean, we'll have lots of time to discuss this, but yeah, we will. But yeah. for now, that's my hope for what's going to happen now. I think there will still be problems and I think there will still be incidences because of the last four or five years, what's been happening. And, uh, um, luckily your, what ifs have not happened. They have, I think they have. And I think I'll close with, I don't want a world. I don't want a country where there's two internets, one internet for conservatives and one internet for liberals. I do not want that. And I do not want to live in a dystopian world where corporations literally are the ones deciding what's speech and what's not speech. And I think I, that, that to me is fucking insane and it's already happening. And, uh, so I think this is, we're going to come back in 2024 and look back at this is, it is going to be 
ugly because right now when people are put into the shadows, that's when they start going dark, man. And that's when the dark things start happening to their heart. And right now we have literally allowed our social media companies and our tech giants to do that. And this is, it hurts me to say, but I think this is going to be the beginning of a really dark, dark metamorphosis for what's happening to the division in this country. And I don't disagree with you that it's the beginning of more darkness, but, uh, I guess we'll end with that. Let's see what we have to yeah. keep seeing what happens. I predict these next couple of weeks will be dark and it'll probably continue to be dark. But I do think yeah. what happened so far was good. And you think it was. Okay. Well, you and I will not come to an agreement there. Um, no, but, but I would love for yeah. anyone to chime in. I'm curious what people yeah. think because it is, it is a uh, hot topic right now. And that's why we wanted to bring it. And that's why we both got a little fired up because yeah. it's. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, we ran a bit long on that one. We apologize when I mean, it was a very spirited debate and I'm really happy we had a chance to have it. Um, yeah. And also just one last thing, but this doesn't even need to be debated. I'm just going to say it. Ben Shapiro, it was his birthday this week and he can royally go fuck himself. Anything you said to defend him, I was reading more about him because people were going after him. And uh, I just think that he is a giant pile of dog shit. And uh, I think he's hilarious. I think he sucks sometimes, but I think he's hilarious. So let me read you this real quick. And just sure. give me a quick answer to it, and then uh, and then we'll move on because uh, we have some fun things to get to. Here's a tweet from him recently. The thing with homosexuality and transgenderism is that it simply boils down to exerting control over your, your impulses. Like, say you have a hot sister. You fantasize about it. Maybe you steal her underwear a couple times, but it goes no further than that. I mean, that right there, whoever would say that, what? is a giant <laughs> pile of shit. You think he's not a pilot? That person, whoever he may be, oh, is not a giant. That was that was a cold take on his part, and yeah, that was like super shit. But here's the thing: I talked about it earlier. I don't agree with a great amount of what he says, but I appreciate him being a troll. But that tweet was pretty fucking stupid. So I so, read that, and yeah. I'm like, I have no time yeah. for. I just want to punch his face, yeah. and uh, but yeah, his not in the literal sense. I don't want our our podcast yeah. to be banned. I don't want to actually punch his face. I do, but I don't want to actually punch his face. I really, really do. So that I just wanted to bring that up. But we can keep on keep I on. I love that. it. I love it. That's hilarious. So let's let's move forward. I know we have a couple of things other things we wanted to, wanted to capture. Um, Hopeless TV, Aaron. We've got a couple uh, uh, things in here that, that have happened since the last time we were able to have this because our shows have been so long about important stuff. Yes. Yeah, so um, why don't we each dive into one Hopeless TV uh, topic? Do you want to go first? Yes. Um, I would, and I think mine's going to be really quick. Um, did we already talk about Wonder Woman? We did, right? How much I hated it? Yes. Um, and so I just wanted to provide a quick update um, that, um, let's see, I'm pulling up the Rotten Tomato score right now in real time. Um, what started off as like a 77. Um, let's see what it's down to. Oh, wow. Um, Wonder Woman is now down to a 60% on the tomato meter. So I think it's dropped to 77%. Uh, sorry, it's dropped 17%. I think it was like 77 or something like that before. So it's down to 60, but it's still got, it doesn't have the old green splat around tomatoes. It's still got the tomato. Aaron, provide me hope that humanity will prevail and this movie can get down to the five or a six score that it deserves. <laughs> uh, I will. I will. I'll give you hope. Ready for it? Yes. Because this is a world I know pretty well um, with Rotten Tomatoes and stuff. And this stuff's all completely weighted to a place that you hate, which is big tech and big entertainment companies. And these companies 
uh, wait and make wait their reviews and stuff like that. So when it first came out, when Wonder Woman reviews first came out, the very first reviews, when it was the moment the first reviews came out, it was at 80 something percent because uh, places like Warner Brothers, big tech, big entertainment companies, they'll make sure that the reviews go to the people that they know are going to probably be pretty positive about their movie. And then as more and more people get to see it, it gradually goes down. There's only so many verified people on Rotten Tomatoes. Verified on Rotten Tomatoes, what does that mean? That means that the tech is deciding who does and doesn't get to review. And so it's all weighted. And the Rotten Tomatoes score uh, can be taken a little bit with a grain of salt, both that and the audience score. Uh, because you also have to register and be verified to do an audience score, I believe. So all of it is weighted and all of it is so that the the big media can control you. Fuck big media. Although I do, I do love, I do love, honestly, there, I think there are so many, like, I think there's many companies that do really do stuff for good. I just don't think that there should be monopolies in many, in any case. No, and entertainment's become more monopolized during COVID. So, uh, so that's my hope for you is that, your theory about big tech and big entertainment is uh, is further. Uh, there's a further example of it being shitty. Yes, thank you, thank you. It really helps because it's like yeah, Rotten Tomatoes is like Yelp. Um, yeah, it's just it ain't real. Yeah. Um, All right, and now what's your hopeless TV? So I watched a movie on uh, on the plane because I've been I've been flying. I flew, and I, and for everyone who's scared of flying, it's really actually um, as long as you're quarantining and doing it safe doing it smart, doing it the healthy way. You, you know, you quarantine before you get somewhere, you quarantine to make sure you get tested, all that stuff. The flying part is actually, uh, they're doing a good job in my opinion, uh, from the flights I've taken so far. Uh, I don't know if you think the same Rohit. I know that you've flown. As well. uh, I, I did take a flight. I did take a flight and I actually felt it was like, wow, empty plane. This is cool. Yeah. So, um, but there was a, a film I watched on the plane called unhinged came out actually when, when our movie Tar was in the theaters, but I, so I never got to see it. It's Russell Crowe uh, is like a bad dude who mm. gets road rage and wants to like kill this, destroy this one girl's family because he she cut him off on the freeway. That's the plot. <laughs> that's it. And... <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole plot. He's also fat. Russell Crowe is really, he gained a lot of weight or he already had that weight and just agreed to do this film. More like russet potato crow. Yeah. Um, little bit. So the, my hopelessness with this is this movie is kind of, it's like taken, but just torture porn for bad guys. But I also saw in Russell Crowe in the movie, which has no plot, no script, nothing. Like there is nothing that what I said is all the movie is. It's him terrorizing this woman and killing people because she cut him off and he wants vengeance on society by destroying people's lives. That's it. That's the movie. Uh, what was made me feel hopeless is I feel there's a lot of real people just like him, like many, many. And I watch this movie right um, after the riot, the Capitol riots. And uh-huh. I was like, man, he seems just like all those people. 
And I don't really recommend this movie. Like you shouldn't watch it. It's bad. It's so stupid. But the his character, I was like, man, that that plot is just like a lot of people's lives in our country. They are angry people and they would rather just go destroy and kill a person that cut them off on the street than live their life anymore. I'll give you some hope. Okay. Um, in the same way that I think Requiem for a Dream was the best anti-drug message like you could ever watch, I feel maybe if people like me watch this movie with Russell Crowe called Unhinged that you just talked about, maybe I'll be less of a fucking douchebag driver on the road, which I am, um, and maybe I'll cut people off less. Because oh. maybe it'll instill some sort of fear in me. So maybe the hope is that enough people watched it that are drivers like myself who are overly aggressive. Um, and maybe it'll save our lives and somebody else's life. Um, so, yeah. So maybe th- it, th- that's how we got to see it. It was a hit. It did well. So uh, oh. it actually did well. It was like the movie that did well in COVID, mainly in other countries that were more open. But uh, it did well. So, yeah, I'd say I'd say then watch the movie just to be terrified of not driving well even though you'll see what the woman does isn't even much like yeah i'd say watch the movie then just so i'm, cu- I'm curious your thoughts uh on okay. this movie I, I will i will and remember i mean yeah your expectation should be exactly what i just said that's it that's all the movie is okay i like low expectations that's how i've, I've succeeded in life because the bar has been really low um <laughs> for me um so you so success is quote unquote. Um, now, hope in 60 seconds, Aaron, because we're coming towards the end of our show. Um, and now we can start going a little rapid fire. Oh, I yeah. You have a few topics here. I didn't bring any this week, but I see you got three bullets. Um, you brought a so lot. This, you brought talking. a lot this week. You brought these debates. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was. I have was a to, good one. I, it was. I have to. So I have to contribute something. Uh, All right, are you ready? Yep. I love Andrew Yang. I know you do too. He did something that was a little silly. Uh, He went into a bodega in New York City and joked kind of in his happy-go-lucky way about how he's at a bodega and we need to save bodegas. But then people were going off because the bodega was nicer than it should be. And most (laughs) bodegas are not nice. And then I had to tell some people who were writing me, you haven't been in New York because a lot of bodegas in most areas are just like that. They're nicer than they used to be. Um, because that's just how Manhattan is, but he got a lot of hate for it. And it's, it's like already his mayoral campaign in New York is going downhill. Yeah. Oh, dude. I'm also seeing a lot of stuff that he's doing a lot of cringe things and maybe here's the way I'll spin it is maybe he has to be cringe because it has to lose some of his like realness because there's no like very few real people in politics outside of our boy Bernie that, so maybe he has in order for him to get office, he has to be fucking lame. Um, and that maybe that's what people need to see, right? Maybe that's part of the formula. So maybe he has to make us uncomfortable for a short time to get, you know, does that help? Well, but, but can you just also just add hope about bodegas? Because people don't understand. I like all bodegas. I love an egg and cheese. I love Skittles. Um, they also like, if you, if you do like, um, you know, to do other recreational activities, they always offer those. So, uh, Bodegas are great. Some are nicer than others now. Like, like in the Lower East Side, the bodegas I where I live by are nicer than they were when I lived there. Like that's just yeah. what has happened in Manhattan. Uh, there's also yep. some dumpy ones. Uh, they all have the same product, 
It's just, uh, you know, uh, but I, I, people don't get that. And I think as, you know, as like, you know, like a, a high tide raises all boats, I think if we can see the general state of bodegas improving, I think that means the, the owners of those bodegas, the communities, they're also coming up as well. So I think that's a good sign. And I, I think that's a, that's a bit of good growth. So well, let's spread uh, that love for bodegas, man. Yes, yes, yes. Bodegas for life. Next one. Go. Mets fans, the New York Metropolitans, the team in New York. Their fans have always, to me, been completely cringeworthy, and I just, I just despise most of them, even though I'm friends with lots of them. Uh, just painful fans. Uh, they complain a lot, then they have all this hope that's annoying, and then they complain more. And they just got a ton of hope because they just made a big trade for one of the best players in baseball, Francisco Lindor. And they have this owner who's really funny, Steve Cohen, even though he's crazy. And uh, Mets fans are riding this, this high road and are just painful. Give me hope. Well, here's the thing, man. I think the Mets and Knicks not only share colors, but they share some DNA. And that no matter how many good things happen to the poor team, no good will actually come of it. And I feel actually really bad. My brother's a huge Mets fan. Um, and oh, yeah, they, that's uh, right. We talked about that. that. You, yeah, you can rest assured, Aaron, that nothing good will ever happen to a blue and orange team coming out of New York. Okay, which good. Which is unfortunate. Yeah. I just can't I stand them right sad, now, but, but that's, that's good. You know, yeah. I wish nothing but yeah. the worst for the Mets. Uh, All right. I actually don't even topic. hate the team. I hate their fans. Oh. But uh, <laughs> uh, like the team, whatever. Uh, the last hope in 60 seconds is uh, I think this concept of him being impeached twice and then them saying, well, we got to prevent Trump from running again. So he's got to be impeached so that that can happen. To me, the, the, concept that he would ever be allowed to run again when the guy is about to be in so much trouble. He already is in so much trouble. The th- fact that that's a topic, but will will he run again, is, is to me idiotic. I don't even think it should be on the news. I think that's where the news is spreading dumb shit on CNN, on, on uh, wherever, whatever channel. So give me hope because so- he obviously shouldn't run again. And can't shouldn't be allowed to run again. He's a criminal. I, th- I think that Donald Trump may not win the primary the next time, but I have no doubt he will try to run again if he's eligible. But if he doesn't, he absolutely will be the kingmaker of the next crazy person who will not be as outwardly crazy as he is. So I think it's um, yeah. The hope is that you won't see him again running because I think that won't happen. But I think he will almost pick the next person and that's going to be scary. And that's for a different day. Cause I can't give you hope about that one. Okay. So that just sucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. That's even worse than Mets fans. I mean, both orange, but that's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, cool. Um, so uh, let's, let's get to, uh, you, have a, you have a note about some fan mail, huh? Yeah. So what I've noticed because of the topic that we were discussing earlier of, uh, I said earlier, so weird just then. Earlier. So something that we've been talking about earlier a lot is about free speech. Now, the issue with free speech, and, and I've been tweeting a bunch about certain topics. You can go look at it at the Aaron Wolf if you're interested. Lots of tweets from me. I've had a lot of opinions. And the the problem is it's been a little bit hard to get through the hate that I've been getting back from a lot of these uh, right-wing trolls 
uh, that is uh, good, uh, good submissions from fans. So I have to just read a piece of hate. That's a, sure. that's a submission is a piece of hate. There was some dude, I forget his name, but he sucked that, uh, that said boast, or boasted or joked, but either way, what he was writing was this real right wing stuff. It was really bad about like cat, like what, you know, they're Patriots, the Capitol and stuff. And he, it said that he had a, he, his, his Twitter handle was like 187 IQ. And it's <laughs> like those people that put their like mental disorders in their Twitter bios. There. Yeah. This was like, but it was him bragging and there was other brags in his bio. I don't have that in front of me, but the 187. So I wrote, I wrote, this was my tweet back to him. One, what and who are you? And two, anyone with these kinds of smarts wouldn't have to brag about their height. Oh, right. He also said he, he said 6'2", 187 IQ. That was Ooh. his Twitter handle. Anyone with these kinds of smarts wouldn't have to brag about their height and 187 IQ. I have inside knowledge on this one. But what we do know is how insecure you are about every ounce of your six whatever lie physique and brain. Good luck, bruh. So a lot of people like that tweet, but one person didn't, and he direct messaged me. More like greatest patriot of our time, who will be remembered in history as one, as the one to remember, as you cause no one and gives a shit about you, nobody. Wow. So that was fan mail wow. uh, in the form of a tweet. Oh, my God. Okay, well, here's the thing. At least you can know that um, the dude's a virgin. Um <laughs> And like, and here's the great thing. Take this, this, all this hate mail. I think that like all these hate tweets you get, all the DMs, you could start a hashtag. I, it could be like, you know, uh, Aaron gets hate or something <laughs> or, um, and, uh, and then just like tweet them out, call people out and like literally just put out the, like, I think people would be interested to read your, your DM interactions. Like that is the beauty of an open internet. You can just share all of this shit and, um, and yeah, without those hot takes, we'd have so much less content, you know? Um, yeah. So they're doing it for our and show. And he really yeah. nailed me with, uh, nobody gives shit no about you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I felt so hurt. I couldn't sleep for three days after hearing that. And it's only I mean, been a day like since shit. I got it. So, yeah. well, speaking of hate, let's just go quickly with to end our show with uh, a little bit of hope with Hope Fulfilled. Sure. Uh, so that we can end this show on a high note after I hope you've enjoyed the, the feist and the vigor with which we uh, both, or maybe you haven't tell us if you haven't, but uh, I feel fire today. They probably hate, I'm sure the audience hates me way more than it hates anybody else right now, but thank you for making it all the way to this part of the, the pod. And um, uh, so I guess, should we end with football predictions? <laughs> Yes. I mean, baseball went pretty well. Um, yeah. And I, but wh why don't we just go to the games? And if you don't know about yeah. football at all, this is simply to judge us and our knowledge. That's it. So if you like yep. football, and you're probably going to hear this after the games happened. So, you'll hear it after it happened. Um, so you'll be able to know how dumb we are or how smart we are. Or just yeah, if we we'll got one on a Friday. Yep. All right. So Rams Packers, who do you got? Rams Packers Packers. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a close one. I'm pulling for the Rams, but I think Green Bay. Yep, Green um, Bay is the better a, is the better team, and uh, and they're in the Rams quarterback Jared Goff. I think sucks. 
Yeah, it's it's and he's playing with with without with a with a broken thumb in his throwing hand that doesn't help. And also, none of these guys have played in that cold weather in Lambeau. It's the best home field advantage in sports. Um, and a broken. And then the other game. To, <laughs> oh, I I like him. Um, all right, now Ravens Bills. Um, who you got? You go first this time. Okay, I'm actually I think the Bills are going to win it in a controversial fashion. I'm pulling for Buffalo, but I really think it's going to be like one of these last minute things that's going to be controversial. But I'm saying the Bills get it in the last minute. All right, last here's minute. where we differ. I think the uh, I think the Ravens pull the upset. Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. Ravens like, the Bills my, have to my, be favored. But I think the Ravens pull the upset. My head's telling me Bills. My heart's telling me Ravens. Um, all right, then Sunday games: Browns at Chiefs. Browns just literally, absolutely destroyed Pittsburgh the week before. Who do you got? I am so riding. Like Cleveland is is quite the city. Uh, it's a it's a city where dreams die, and uh, we've talked a little about. No, I love everyone from Cleveland. I have friends in Cleveland. I've been to Cleveland. It's like there's a lot to do there. Uh, you just have to find it and look for a while. Yeah, yeah. Just 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 ask the closest crackhead; they'll lead you to it. <laughs> yeah, the fire museum about the river fire. Now that's something. Yeah. Uh, I'm rooting for Cleveland, and so I'm probably going a little bit with my heart here. But I really think they have the goods. I think they have a full enough team. They have the right. They have the right pieces to uh, pull off this upset. And after watching my Dolphins play the Chiefs and. Uh, make it really close. And the Browns are a little bit better than the Dolphins. Uh, I think uh, the Browns are going to pull off the massive upset of the weekend. Uh, wow. Okay. I actually am going the other way. I think Kansas City wins by at least 24. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm going to take the under be, 24. It's going to be an absolute shit kicking. I think it's going to be the biggest, most lopsided matchup of the weekend. Um, and then finally, the Sunday evening game. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, New Orleans Saints. I'll go first on this one. Um, I think right now Drew Brees is a shell of his former self. Um, and I think that that's actually really hurting the team. It might be his last game ever because um, he's just rumored to retire. Um, I think Tampa wins this game by a touchdown. Um, they're going to go into New Orleans, and it's a big, bitter rivalry between those teams. And I think Tom Brady will proceed to the NFC Championship game for the first time in his career. What do you think? Going against again, I'm going to go with New Orleans. I think that as long as Hill, their other quarterback, who do, who also runs and passes and, and receives and does a lot of things, I think that uh, as lo- I think that Breeze has has one more in him, and I think with uh, better coach, better um, I think better all around team around him, uh, Drew Breeze and the New Orleans Saints. We'll take this one. It'll be close. Okay. It'll be close. So that means, all right, we both. Okay. So, okay. So you're, you're, you're thinking quicker Breeze's career lasts a little bit longer. All right. So how about that? Okay. So we both have Packers. Um, then you have Ravens, Browns, Saints, and I have Bills, Chiefs, and Bucks. Um, how about we do $5 on each of those three games? And then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk about uh, next week uh, how we did. Let's do it. And uh, thank you everyone right. for tuning in to, uh, to this show. We've gone from everything from, free speech to debates to I think we've uh, used foul language the most of any episode ever. Yeah, like we've really yeah. just gone for it. And uh, and then we ended with what with like the most simple thing possible, which is football picks. So this just shows yeah. like our brains are, you know, only so big.
<laughs> yes, they're not big at no. all, dude, at all. Um, and thank you guys for listening, putting up with us, um, and not deplatforming us. Yes, for being complete idiots. And we do both um, have one one eighty seven IQs. Remember that. Combined. Combined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're both really stupid. I'm ninety, and you're. Wait, wait I can't even do the math to make it right. <laughs> ninety and ninety seven. Ninety yeah. and ninety seven. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're each ninety. We're each ninety three and a half. Yeah. Um, so. On the Richter scale, because in my mind, you yes. you measure IQ by like an earthquake. Yeah, I, th- I think that's about. I think that's how they do it. Um, but anyway, Aaron, episode thirty-eight was a great time, um, and I'm glad we had a chance to have that debate. Um, and uh, I hope I'm wrong, literally about everything, as usual. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, some people listening. I am not. I am not an alt-right person. I just like free speech, and even if it's horrible speech against any people like me, even I just want it to be applied equally. Sorry if anybody got offended. Um, but uh, yeah, let's. I'll talk to you next week, Aaron. When the world seems golden bleak and you just can't take it anymore Here it comes, that glimmer of hope A light shines through the dark It's a hopeless show